Comedy Time Podcast. I'm Aaron Sorrells. And I'm Brian Atkinson. Today our guest is Jay Hunter. Jay Hunter is a Detroit area comic. He's originally from Cleveland and today he makes his home in beautiful Pontiac, Michigan. We're going to talk to him about a variety of funny things. And of course, as we always do, the good, the bad, and the funny. You probably can't tell by my demeanor. But I'm genuinely happy today. <laughs> I just saved 15% of my car insurance. <laughs> Thank you. Simply by only having 85% of the bill in my checking account. <laughs> Oh, Jay, it is so good to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us at Clean Comedy Time. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we uh, were very uh, lucky to be able to work with you um, in a few different locations over time. Uh, One of them was the Voyage Church show that we uh, did earlier this year. And then shortly thereafter, we got uh, asked to do a show at... uh, the uh, American Legion post 208 here in West Michigan. And uh, you're able to join us for that as well, which was terrific. Super terrific. I had a blast. <laughs> Boy, just hearing that uh, clip just brought me right back to that night. That was such a great crowd and, and you had a great set. It was so fun. That, that joke has been an enigma for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember when it first started, and it was, it I, I it was kind of like a throwaway, like where I was just you know starting out, like just kidding, like oh okay, <laughs> these guys look like a rowdy bunch, you uh, know, fifteen percent, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and when I was like adding stuff to it and pauses and all this other nonsense, I still to this day do not understand why that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, I, I don't. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. that. But I, I may, I'm sharp. So like, I feel like I have to know reasons for everything. So like, this mm. is, it's kind of eating my lunch a little bit. Maybe it's nibbling. I don't know. Package. Well, and, you know, <laughs> now that you mentioned that kind of the, the textbook punchline in there, or the twist or the surprise where you say you've got 85% in your checking account. I mean, really, that's not the biggest laugh throughout it. You know, the, it, there's l- bigger laughs before that, before you even get to the punchline. How, how I that's where I want to I want to ask every single person like uh, but real quick uh, calm down uh, miss I need you to stand up why is it so funny that I'm genuinely happy or yeah. that I save 15 percent on my car insurance yeah like, uh, so I would like to break it down uh, let's if, do it all right cool so it starts with a rather deadpan you may not be able to tell by my demeanor but I'm genuinely happy. And that is, oh, that's kind of funny. And you get the right crowd and they're going to immediately go with you of that's, uh, you know, that's ridiculous. Uh, You don't look happy. So it's a, it's a little twist. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you explain it by taking them in a completely different direction, but something they're so familiar with. So recognition 
is one of our comedic tools in our toolbox. So we say things that people recognize. In this case, I just saved 15% on my car insurance. Boom. Everybody's like, I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that is. And they, and they laugh. And then you um, extrapolate and exaggerate. And by in doing that, you take the, uh, you know, left turn at Albuquerque and say, explain literally why you save 15% and you did the math for us. I only have 85% of the money. So you've said, I'm poor. So many other comics will make that joke, but they're, they're right there with you at that point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've all, we've all had that moment of, I, I don't have the money in my checking account right now to pay whatever the bill is, but here I am putting this positive spin on it. And that's also funny. So that's, that's my diagnosis. Uh, the, the, <laughs> if you will, the, the, uh, um, sentence diagram of your bit. <laughs> and and, and let, let me interject there too. I think it was in Steve Martin's uh, masterclass on comedy. I think he said, as soon as you get ultra scientific on why a bit is funny, uh, it'll never be funny to you again. So. Oh, sweet. <laughs> no, this is so you're crazy. welcome for that, Jay. No, I actually, uh, I actually told him that. That's so uh, you, no. <laughs> you told you told Steve that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh All man, right. he oh, taught him everything I know. You know, what I mean? sure. Yeah. And and I have no doubt that Steve will be eternally grateful for what you were able to contribute. Yeah. Was so, it? Steve, if you're listening, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, mm -hmm. but hasn't thanked me once you know it's just one of those things about gratitude but you know we can we'll cross that bridge uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. just a little bit later down the line very well <laughs> excellent uh so jay i if i'm not mistaken um you had the audience at the um american legion hall a, a, a little bit in the palm of your hand at uh, at one point just a smidge yeah got any veterans in here oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> See how I tossed that underhand? I was like, got any veterans? I did six years in the Navy. Chairs where you work. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
gonna hate me after this. He was like, you shut up, man. I have carpal tunnel because of my job. Yeah, yeah, I think you had the right audience uh, for that bit, and you were able to work uh, work the room so well. Oh, I and just I, a bit. I love that textbook reversal as you're putting them in order, and, and then you just pull the rug out from underneath them. I I, I relish that moment because, and it never works uh, the way that I want. It's worked once, the you know where it was just like, oh yeah, I'm just. Because people are still on the fence with, uh, is it okay for him to talk about other services? Mm-hmm. Like, like, other I don't, not, not just, yeah, not just, like, not just talking about, hmm. It's like they really have to believe I was in and I can do it, you know? Like, uh, yeah. like, like, it's okay. I know a black guy, you know, one of those type <laughs> things. <laughs> And so it's okay. I, I, I raised my right hand. No, uh, but it, it, it's, it's fun. It's, I don't know. I didn't think I was going to be uh, that guy, but I love when an air force person is in the audience because there's been moments where I felt like gold where I was like, mm-hmm. hey, we got any air force uh, in here and you know, oh, right here, get out. You know, it just, it just everyone's yeah. clapping. You know, ah, get out! And then it's, oh, I love it. I love every bit of it. You know, well, and, you and you can feel the uh, like the air go out of the room when you're when you're ranking them and you're counting down lower and lower and and you're going to get to Air Force and and everybody's like, and then uh, and then you say dumbest to smartest. Oh, it's that. That's why. That's why people do it. That is yeah. why people do it because that it's just interesting. Something that pops in your head, yeah, and then works on a uh, platform sort of yeah. uh, sort of stage. And you had already thrown the Marines a bone earlier, so mm-hmm. they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna be so mad. <laughs> which I is good. It, if, yeah. if there's any group there that you you don't want to tick off, it's probably the Marines. Absolutely not. They don't have the wits to understand <laughs> comedy. They will just go to anger. No, and it, it's it's it, it, we'll it, edit it, that part out so you yes, don't please. get any death threats. <laughs> oh man, you just do it for my safety. That's all I'm sure. Mean. Uh, one thing I noticed because uh, I have. Uh, been at uh you know american legion hall and and uh veterans hall and things like that a few times and somebody always has that kind of joke in their hip pocket to to work the room with um often the host will do that or whatever i can never do that i didn't serve i never feel like i have the authority or the right to do that uh so i was very thankful that um when i was hosting that night you were you were there and able to to take that but i i noticed that nobody ever even mentions the Coast Guard. The who? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, you know, this this might be a, one of those milestone uh, episodes where we start getting our first uh, hate mail. <laughs> so, so Jay, uh, you know, here we are in uh, um, still in the uh, the COVID uh, state of of the world. We're um, uh, working from home. We're able to do shows or not there's there's just a variety of situations out there how are you spending your time what are you doing what's going on i am piling my plate very high i 
have to do a lot of things to feel, uh, I want to call it, I want to call it worthy. I, I do want to, I may, I may busy be, uh, before when things were quote normal, we'll just call it in the before times. Yeah. January, February, you know, those things in 2020, um, I I was I was gaining momentum and I was doing a lot of shows and I was getting better and I don't like losing progress so I I had to do anything and everything under the sun uh, training uh, for voiceover work uh, getting equipment um, auditioning I'm also doing acting um, I just shot like a commercial. Uh, few weeks ago. Um, it's, it just, I, I have to do something and then sending, uh, doing some networking, traveling to places where they are doing comedy. Cause I know your hometown of Cleveland is, uh, they're doing a lot of shows. They uh, are right now. Yeah. Uh, the like Akron, which is about 45 minutes from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They have this place called the funny stop. I've, I've done a show there. It was a lot of fun. They, they have been open for, I want to say 24 weeks. Like they were one of the first to jump back open, move their tables, do all the protocols. They've got a real big room and a really big stage. Mm -hmm. So you can, you've got the room to do that. Yeah. They absolutely have the room. And then like the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland places, the hilarities and, uh, improv, they, I think it's been about four weeks now since they've been back. Um, but they, they've had to make, you know, drastic changes, but you know, the Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio is, uh, is, is, is pushing forward because for the future of entertainment, it takes people starting it to get it started. A lot, a lot of people have an attitude of, oh, I'll just wait till it gets started. But I mean, you got to start it to get started. You know, if, if that makes sense, I hope that makes sense. Um, Cause there's a lot of hesitation. There's a lot of, uh, I was there the first couple of weeks, the funny stop opened up and I did like a guest spot and it was hard. Uh, I was just sitting here racking my brain, trying to remember the owner, Pete, um, Pete, that's him. Yeah. Pete, uh, is, Eloquent. uh, y- yeah. <laughs> Pete, uh, he, he has a thick, uh, accent in his speaking voice, Lebanese accent. Uh-huh. And he is, um, he's an intimidating man to the point where I, if somebody said, Oh yeah, Pete knows a guy who could kill you. Mm-hmm. I mean like, of course he does. Yeah. yeah. No question. He knows someone yeah. that has a certain set of skills, <laughs> <laughs> but Pete, Pete is a, such a sweetheart. I haven't heard him say a good thing about anyone ever. <laughs> he is absolutely equal opportunity he, you know he treats everyone the same mm-hmm. um i had uh, emailed him i was going to be in town and i was like I, I was just looking for a place to to go up and emailed him and said hey i'm going to be there on these two nights do do you have a spot for me and he just wrote back yes <laughs> ooh i'm like wait terrific see you Tuesday, you know, or whatever it was. And I got there and you emailed me. Yeah, I did. Like you go last. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's still, 
still yeah. that's that's more progress than I've made. Yeah. I, like I've hosted for him one week and I've yet to have any type of contact with him. Like, <laughs> it, 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 I, I went up. You're just looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, are yeah. you kidding me? You know, just, yeah. just respond yeah. to one. I mean, if he just responds with like, you know, subject uh, empty or whatever it is, you know, it just, just a, it's a from Pete. Yes. Acceptance. <laughs> so as you're, uh, you know, you're, you're making your way in this, in the world today, um, everything. I'm sorry. The first laugh was for the comment. The second laugh was for Jay's laugh. It, it, it caught me so off guard. <laughs> All right. Not, nothing like TV theme songs to, to keep us grounded. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think I still had that in me. Like, cause I didn't think I watched that, but I, I, I did. And uh, well, I can't, I don't think I can name it, but it's still, uh, when you said it, I had like a little jingle just go through my head and that, that's where you got that absurd laugh from me. Yeah. I think we're going to need, uh, need to have our listeners write in with, uh, making you worry in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Anybody who writes in with the correct answer, we'll send them something. Yeah, we'll send them some uh, clean comedy time swag. Ooh. So we'll uh, we'll get your address and send you a little something. something. So there you go. Uh, Jay, let's talk about how you approach comedy. What do you do when you're writing something, when something strikes you? What's, what's your process? I have a semi-simple process uh currently have a simple process because i uh just just really got to the the spot where i know my voice and now all i really need is just the arena to practice but when the idea hits me i immediately um i immediately pull out my phone and put it in my notes section and I'm a little bit in the neurotic department where I'm writing each word literally as it's in my head. And I want to get to the point where I can just kind of write down a couple of words that'll bring my brain back to it. But I don't have that. I don't have enough opportunities to try things out and get the good feel so I can really like trust just writing down a couple of things. But um, I don't, I don't do the, all right, Thursday, I'm going to write something down, which is going to eventually get there. But I, I just need, I need more, I need more opportunities because I get a decent amount of ideas, but you know, you give me more outlets. Oh, I'll have more ideas. Almost everyone we've talked to has shared that sentiment of, uh, as I am able to go more places, do more things, talk to more people, interact as those opportunities present themselves, more things occur to me. I observe more things. I have more material. But as we were um, early on uh, this uh, wonderful year of 2020, uh, we've heard a lot of people say, you know, there was a stagnant period of, yeah, just nothing. I didn't write anything for three months or two months or whatever it was. You know, forcing ourselves or creating opportunities is a better way to say it, to say, okay, as I come away from this interaction, am I watching? Am I listening? Am I really being present in the moment so that as I step away from it, I can also 
play it back and say, what else was going on there? Mm-hmm. What struck me funny and so on, and then be able to at least make a note of it. That uh, That's like a, that's a, that's a spot on approach. And I wish a lot more people uh, did that. Uh, I, I, when I approach most of the things that I try and talk about, I want them to be a little more timeless than a current thing. The thing that I keep doing and I cannot help myself is the, it's sort of a current events joke, but it's the holiday joke. So Halloween's coming up. I've got the Halloween jokes. Uh, I wrote a new one today. I was really happy with, um, and then Christmas, I've got, you know, all the Christmas jokes in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, new year's and so on. And I'll do Christmas jokes in July. I like them so much. Um, but, uh, so I, I get my kind of current event fix. Yeah. Fix or, or, you know, the, the diet of that stuff. Um, but that's, that's something that can, that, that'll last forever unless you move to a place that doesn't have <laughs> Halloween or Christmas, you know? And even, even then they were like, yeah, but the United States has it. We get you, we get you comrade. No, but it's, 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 you're, you're that's Gus gold. I mean, I wish I, 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 I did my best. Uh, I wrote a holiday joke and it's, uh, not for this podcast, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, but, but, it, you know, cause I like that aspect of it because you can, you, it, you know, I say, you know, something about this holiday and a uh, light joke and something about this holiday light joke. And, and I, I haven't done it in so long. I can't remember like what the punchline is. I just know it's, it's, it's crude, you know, but we'll, we'll take your word for it that it's crude and funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eh. Funny might be debatable. It was back in the days when I was just like, like, oh, yeah, I know what funny is. No, you don't. Shut up. <laughs> well, and, and that's one of the things that uh, I always like to point out to people when they say, boy, where do you find all the clean comics when you do clean comedy time? And I just you know, point this out to the people who are listening and, and, and just other people who have hired us and stuff like that over the uh, last couple of years. It's like we find comedians who can work clean. They may not be clean in every show all the time everywhere, but they can be, and they're very funny. And so that's why we like to say we, um, we feature comedians performing their clean material. So, um, there, and some people are like, Oh, I can't believe you worked with that guy. Cause he, he does dirty jokes. I'm like, Oh no, believe me. I think of all the dirty jokes. I just don't do them on stage or in front of a microphone at too many years of radio to be able to say those things in front of a microphone. But, um, but as, as we, you know, look for, for the people that we want to work with and so on, it's not just being a clean comedian that we're looking for. We're looking for somebody who is really, really funny. And we say, Hey, what if you changed the language of, of that? And, um, so we have conversations real regularly with comics who are like, Hey, I really want to do this joke, but I don't know how to end it with out, using this language or whatever. And, you know, it's always fun to brainstorm that kind of stuff. And how do you make it still funny and clean? And yeah, it's, it's just one of my favorite things. If you can make someone laugh without using uh, a, a dirty word, you've, you've, you can work the muscle that'll get you closer to the mechanics of comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. I care more about the mechanics of comedy. If I, if I use, if there is a dirty word anywhere, it's not willy nilly. I'm not going to be like, uh, 
uh, poopy head. And then that's where everyone thinks it's funny. No, it's got to be, it's got to have purpose. You know, like words have meaning. And I, I, I choose my words. I try to choose them as careful as possible. So, but the, the mechanics is, is everything. So if you can just go in and just be funny mm -hmm. without all the rest of the, just the, it, it's like going in and not telling a joke about Trump or COVID. Yeah. Like, like yep. you're, you're stretching that muscle. Uh Oh, this person's strong. You know, it's yep. just, it's, it's a testament to it. And I, I like it. I, I, it's yeah. great. But And you've been absolutely terrific in the, the shows that you've uh, done with us. We're looking forward to being able to do those again. Uh, I want to go back a little bit to uh, your time in uh, in the. I want to make sure I use the right term because words matter. The um, armed services. I thought for sure you were going to swear. Nope. Oh man, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been. Yeah. I think my soul would have came out of my nose. It would have been over after that. I will. Oh, and squeak it out again. Oh, that, <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, but no, that, uh, yes. my time in the, in the armed Navy. services. Yeah. Yeah, in the Navy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I made all that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, no, we're going to get the hate mail. Oh, man. They're like, cancel these guys. <laughs> was that was that a uh, uh, stolen valor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a punchline. Oh, oh totally what a loser. <laughs> oh, I love every bit of that. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, that is so great. <laughs> Um, and now did you, oh. did you get to go overseas? Did you, uh, travel? Where were you stationed? Oh, oh, let me give you, let me give you the elevator pitch. Yeah. It's not even an elevator pitch. It's so stupid for saying that. But, um, in high school, I was, uh, I was a little bit on the, in the slow department, just not slow. Yeah, sure. Like I believe school you. zone. <laughs> yeah. Just like 30, 30 miles per hour. You know, it's not one of those things where you're just upset going through it and can't wait till you see the sign. That's fast it's, for a residential neighborhood, Jay. 30? Yeah, it's 25 in a residential neighborhood. So, oh, okay, a school zone is fast if you're running. Yeah. You know, but like <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I can't stand drop. No, uh I was in a place where a school zone was like 30 and I was I was like this, I love this place. This is um granted it was like 50 everywhere else. I think it was in Texas. They don't need their kids. Um okay. So I wasn't the smartest. I barely graduated high school, 1.57, I think, or something. I had to get in the military on a waiver. Um, and I had to go to the military because I didn't have too many options. Mm. And I, I went there and I took this exam and they said, uh, like, you scored high. And I was like, are you what? talking to the right person? Yeah. Right. I mean, then they asked me, you scored high. I think it's what they were. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It, 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 it's it's fair. You'll be eating those real soon. No, but like, because like they said, I scored high and this is, you know, to get into whichever branch you want to get into. Um, I scored high and they said, do you want to take this other exam that'll get you in some, you know, whatever type of fields? And I was like, sure. And then they said out of 80 points, I scored a 78. Then I was really like, okay, what are you smoking? Yeah. You know, so they gave me like the choices of, you know, these three choices of these three branches and I chose nuclear and I operated a nuclear reactor. Wow. So the first two years I was in the Navy, it was all schooling. Like you had to learn nuclear power yeah. and everything that went into it. And then when you get to a ship, you have to 
basically qualifies to operate the nuclear reactor on that ship. And that takes a little bit over a year. So the first three years, I'm just training, mm -hmm. you know, and then eventually I operated nuclear reactor for three years wow. and then I get out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I scored, scored high for yeah. the Navy. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I learned <laughs> nuclear power. Oh, show me. And now, okay. and now that, you have a particular set of skills. I do. <laughs> it's so crazy. I can like, I, I can, I can take a, con uh, a control, man. It's, it's a Homer J Simpson <laughs> on the water you know like, like the stakes are super high the job way boring but you know it's just one of those things in case something happens i'm the guy that knows what to do uh -huh. almost like flying a plane yeah it you just let it fly itself i'm kidding i don't know what i'm doing i <laughs> you, <laughs> but I, I i use that analogy for flying a plane because flying a plane or like just if you bought a ticket and you just hop on a, a plane, you trust it and you go from point A to point B. But if a plane crashes, the 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 results are catastrophic. That's the same thing with a nuclear reactor. Like if there's an accident, you know, uh, Three Mile Island or Fukushima, it's catastrophic. But other than that, preferred, safe, and the output is just amazing because you have qualified people, you know, uh, airplane, you got to do what some ungodly amount of hours up in the air before you can just fly on your own. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's just one of those things you have highly trained individuals and these accidents, it was some type of failure compounded with human error where we're talking like a human error of, Oh, that light, uh, that always comes in on Thursday, oh. you know, and yeah. you just compound a couple of those and then, you know, boom, 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 yeah. yeah, if you're but, getting lights in a plane or on the nuclear reactor, they are not similar to the check engine light in a Honda. I'd, I'd agree with you on that. Okay. All right. So I've learned something while I've been here tonight. But yeah, that's that that was my that was my Navy uh, career situation. And, uh, and I had to ask some of this stuff because, um, my in-laws are all Navy people. Um, mm. and, uh, so, you know, I, I have to, you know, first of all, make sure that I'm showing the due respect, uh, that, uh, people who have served, uh, um, mm. deserve, but also, uh, make fun of them at the same time. You should, <laughs> uh, yeah, should. especially if they're in the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, the... when you were training, where were you stationed? Like when I went through boot camp, I was in Great Lakes, Illinois. In Waukegan. It's so crazy. It was a blur. I didn't even, I knew nothing. I All I knew was just there was a whole bunch of rain. It's like, it was like the Midwest on crack. And I was, ooh, it, it blows here. <laughs> like, Which is also known as the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. Chicago yeah. <laughs> is, is another animal. You're completely. Like, like. Like I thought lake effect snow and, you know, being on the lake and growing up in Cleveland was mm -hmm. bad. And then I like I, I felt a smidgen of Chicago winter and I was like, uh, -uh that's not right. <laughs> uh, uh, it, ooh, uh, uh, yeah. too much wind. Yeah, mm. that is my hometown. That, it's almost like they, they should like name the city after. OK, yeah, but uh, it, <laughs> um. Two, just two and a half months there. Had no yeah, clue right. anything about the rest of the area. I didn't even like see anything. Then I went straight to uh, 
South Carolina, like Goose Creek near Columbia, South Carolina. And I was there for an entire year, uh, two schools intensive and I had struggled through it all. So I didn't even get a chance to explore. I think I explored, uh, uh, Goose Creek, Goose Creek, South Carolina. There was, there was this other area that was like majestic or whatever. And I got to see it like the last day when I graduated out of there. Oh, that was around here. Look at that. Yeah. I was like, this is what everyone was doing on weekends when I was studying. (laughs) Cool. Uh, And then after that, I went to another school that was uh, in Boston Spa, New York, upstate New York, uh, the Albany area. And I loved every bit of that. I, I think I have a secret love for New York uh-huh Ooh. yeah and uh and, and that would have put that, you uh close to home close to cleveland um yeah, i mean it was a, it was it, i got i got real good at driving <laughs> real good and i get to the restroom and i go to the stall and all men can attest to this you know when you're like holding it and you finally get there at that last minute and it you, uh it just feels like your eyes roll in the back of your head <laughs> For like 20 seconds, you're in Narnia, you know? <laughs> luckily, luckily, everyone like stopped eating. Uh, but as I'm like opening my eyes and scanning the restroom that I'm in, uh, that restroom was disgusting. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be graphic. It, everywhere where water came out, it was this brown discoloration, you know, like the sink, the urinal, and then I saw it. There's a sign. Sign above the sink. There's a sign above the stall, and it says, "Do not drink water. Water is unpotable." <laughs> Who was that target audience? <laughs> was Jimbo and Jethro famished after a day in the summer, going to the toilet, lapping it up, get a tummy ache, die? They have a town hall meeting. They're like, "We got to do something about this." I know what to do. Let's put up a sign. Could they even read it? <laughs> the bathroom, I had to make a decision and I decided to do the right thing. I snatched down those signs and I installed sippy straws. <laughs> I love good bathroom humor. It always, always gets me. Hey, oh. I felt like I was a revolutionary for that. That's... <laughs> uh. Well, uh, Jay Hunter is so good to have you on the show. Uh, we are going to take a little break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the good, the bad, and the funny. Well, the time has come on our little podcast to take a break, but we'll be right back. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find us and like us on all your podcast favorites. We'll be right back. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, check out my other podcast as well. It's called A Quick Chat with the Unemployed Alcoholic. In that podcast, uh, we take a deep dive into who people are, what's going well in their lives, and what they're struggling with. I know I'm always amazed at how deep those conversations go and how much I learn about other people and even about myself through just a quick chat. Find it everywhere by searching A Quick Chat with the Unemployed Alcoholic.
Jaha, welcome back. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your writing process and some of your jokes and stuff. Uh, what is something that is going well in your life right now? Uh, I'm breathing. That's that's definitely a, a, a positive. Um, well, <laughs> that beats the alternative. Well, well, <laughs> I got to tell you about my days in the occult. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but, uh, things that are going well. Uh, I'm getting better. Uh, it, it's... Even in the situation, I can feel myself getting better. Like I'm my, my angles in which that I'm seeing things, but I, I knew I wouldn't stop because of the things that I learned in the military. Like I have a certain type of discipline and I kind of know where I need to go next to, um, to get better. It's almost like, uh, when you first start working out and you're like looking at a men's health magazine mm. and you're like, eh, you're, you're, you're getting a subscription somewhere, or maybe you're getting a personal trainer. And then when it like finally like latches in, you're like, Oh, I don't need the magazine anymore. Like I know what I need to do. And, and I, I did that. And I would, uh, I would talk to a lot of people. Uh, most help that I got was from this guy, John Bruden, a Cleveland comedian. Uh, when I was, I was going to Cleveland a lot during this time period, helping him out and helping him move. Uh, but he's been in the game for about 10 years and he's toured with, uh, Ali Sadiq. He, I mean, he just, he's out there and he gave me great advice, helped me with many jokes. And he's told me things that just helped me be a comedian, a better comedian. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like what's going well is you came across a tough spot, COVID, which we all hit, uh, and you were able to find a way to continue to improve your craft uh, through that. Absolutely. Like just better ideas, joke premises, and it's just, uh, and then the other projects that came along because of, you know, the situation. So those are, those are definitely, uh, it's going well. I'm just, you know, not being stagnant. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's an accomplishment because I know not everybody, uh, falls into that category of being able to hit a major stumbling block, a major roadblock and just keep pushing. That absolutely is the goal. And if I was a motivational speaker, I would say that to anyone. I mean, there is a voice, a small motivational speaker voice that's in the back of my head. And I try my best not to get um, too high up on uh, a soapbox or a pedestal, but it's in the back of my head. And I encourage other individuals to have that in the back of their head. There isn't a, I just don't, I don't agree with beating yourself up. I always, my one phrase is you got to be your own number one cheerleader and forever I will be that for myself and try and spread it to other people. That's, that's great to have that positive voice that, uh, you know, angel on the left shoulder is, is who's on the other shoulder? Is it, do you have that uh, negative voice that you fight off sometimes too? Oh, it's, it's, it's strange that you asked that, uh, for the longest, it was, uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, <laughs> Cause I couldn't think of any other name. I, the second you said that, I, I was like, but don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. And it was just 
RBG. Like that's I like, like don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Maybe you should think of another name. Mm, you're already saying it. <laughs> you know. By the uh, way, this uh, for the listeners, this was recorded in mid-July. No. <laughs> oh man, that would be sweet. And it was like, oh man, right after he said that. Mm, uh, I just start naming people and <laughs> Oh, that's nasty. Uh, no. <laughs> that's nasty. Oh, uh, that's nasty. Hey, Quagmire. Okay. Uh, Peter. Okay. We're not going to, because it's not a competition. No, we're Let's, uh, and I no, have done the all the Family Guy voices at each other on a number of occasions. We don't have to do that again. Absolutely. Because there is only Jay getting upset at the end of it. That's it. <laughs> oh, um, yes, I understand so, what you're saying. Oh. I was going to say, I, I'll take the over on uh, zero more family guy voices. <laughs> <laughs> I play a wonderful game of devil's advocate all the time, even with myself. So okay. it's, it's my voice, but that voice is never if it's negative it's never the detrimental negative if it's uh get out of the bed lazy you know it and and i do actually get out of bed you know that's it's i i don't have a, i don't have a type of negativity as a voice there, it, it could be a voice of caution. It could be a, if you do this, that's going to equal this. But for me, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. And I mean, I, I know you, you come across as a very positive person, uh, but something you said actually really early in this uh, episode just kind of stuck with me and it's been kind of run through my mind since Yeah, you said you have to stay busy to feel worthy. Yes. And you are good at, hearing something uh what what are those talk show hosts where it's like oh so uh how long has it been since uh you haven't seen your mother oh, okay uh, uh you sad about that next time All on right. the maury povich show yes <laughs> um but but i i hold i don't even consider it negative but i definitely hold myself to certain standards where it's okay. like i'm i'm earning my worthiness in my own eyes. So there isn't my finish line. <laughs> my finish line is uh, attached to a contraption that is connected to a string that is tied to a stick that is attached to a headband that's on my head. So as I'm running, that's the goal that I'm going for. You know, it's, I, I keep running. I hear you. And that's, you know, drive is important. And, and that's true. But I, I want you to know, Jay, that uh, you are somebody that I uh, place incredible value on. I pr place incredible value on our friendship and and uh, just the, the friendly relationship that we've developed and the professional relationship that we've developed. I, I really think that you're an incredible person, not just because you're funny, not just because you're athletic or accomplished or smart, but I, I really think that you are just an incredible person with inherent value that makes you worthy uh, regardless of 
any of the other stuff. I think the other stuff's great, but man, you've got incredible value, just innate in who you are. You are a, a delight and a treat for saying that. And I just have to be like honest. Um, honesty is the key. There aren't many that think the same way as you. Uh, There's not many that think that way. Nope. No, there. I, I'm trying to choose the right words, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. trying to take the emotion out of it, but There's a phrase that I'm going to steal from Breen Brown, a uh, been on TED Talks. Brene. She talks about like Brene. Brene? Yeah. Brene? Brene. Brene yeah. Brown. Uh, so the B R E N E. Okay. With the little slushy thing on there. Oh, that's why. I was about to say, man, she never said it. Anyway, but you're right. <laughs> Brene. Uh, creative name. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she's from Texas. Good for her. Uh, go football. Uh, she talks about wholehearted individuals. Uh, she's studied for like 13 years, like fear, anxiety, you know, just oppressing yourself, all those things. Wholehearted individuals. If you aren't a wholehearted individual, odds are you're not going to like Jay Hunter. So I run across into because I, I was doing my best not to say like fake people or whatever, but mm. there are individuals that don't have righteousness in them. And they just not like me. They'll smile up front or, I mean, I've gone on dates before where there's individuals that they're fighting back something that says, I don't like him. And they're on a date with me, you know, and like, I can see these things. It's in micro actions. And I just, I'm just used to it. So like I, I, I go, I introduce, I'm respectful I, I, I do certain things. And then I also have a drive behind me. And if, if people are about something in their life, something righteous, I'm, I'm ready, willing, and able to uplift them, bring them with me, put them higher, you know, for the sake of the, the, the fight, you know, the, the overall fight of it. And yet individuals that aren't on that type of level, I mean, like dislike me, like I, I could submit videos. I can email people. I can message people, silence, nothing. I'd rather them be a wholehearted individual to say, no, I don't like you. Bye. But there, if you're not, if you're not about some righteousness, you are going to just ignore because it's, it's terrifying to respond to things. It's scary to respond to things. I know it's tough. I do it because it's tough. But I, I've almost, I've, I've, I've been fired before. I almost lost a job because someone just doesn't like the cut of my jib. So that's, that's Navy talk there. It is. You know, there's some pain there, man. There's uh, some history there. I don't know what it is, but what's something that you're struggling with right now? Uh, well, it's funny when I first said the thing that was going well, I heard in my voice that it sounded like I was reading from a card. And then when you said, what are you struggling with? I was like, let me go to this card, <laughs> but let me sound natural <laughs> as I just broke the fourth wall. Uh, huh. Well, I, I think that's one of them. Um, 
I'm just going to, I'm going to read these and I'll explain it. It's not going to sound well, but let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Happiness in the evenings. Uh, Cause usually that was designated for comedy and the feeling that I have afterward. And I haven't quite found the thing that can help me with that happiness in the evening during the day. I'm fine. Uh, juggling all the jobs, uh, day job, night job, editing for this podcast, teamwork with people that aren't wholehearted individuals, networking with people that aren't wholehearted individuals and plan during a time where all I want is normal. Mm. Those are the three things that I wrote down. Um, but mainly it is that same struggle that we were just talking about because I mean, it's not a big struggle. It's not because I've only been doing it my entire life. I haven't changed drastically. I became a man somewhere when I was in the military. I realized I was a little bit different than most people. The way that I see things, the way that I interact, the way that I like different things. I don't just fit into a box. And I've been dealing with individuals that do their best to fit in boxes and care about a whole bunch of things that maybe don't matter. And I've just been around it forever. And, uh, I, it's doesn't affect me. Now it affects me when I do, when I'm attempting comedy. Okay. Let me, let me rewind that. (laughs) It never affected me until I started to do comedy. Mm. And the reason that I started to do comedy is because I have a goal in mind. I'm trying to develop a platform so that I can coach and maybe bring along individuals to question, to be righteous and to separate from the herd and and learn and grow with an identity. And I have to do it under the guise of jokes. Ha ha's. I'm going to take some logic and I'm going to sprinkle it in a joke and you're going to hopefully, hopefully, you know, in my heart, I can, for example, I don't mean this in real life, but just for example, I'm doing a show and there's someone that's a Trump supporter and a non-Trump supporter. And they both hear a joke and they both just kind of like laugh and they both kind of get it. And it just, the joke permeates and it sticks with them. Maybe during the show, they glance at each other and they just kind of go, huh, that was kind of funny. And then they turn back into, you know, the regular old lives. And when they're at home cooking uh, in their wife beater, smoking a cigarette, flipping the spam over and they're like, it's like you're at my house, man. (laughs) I was going to put a turn in there and be like, uh, the the guy with the wife beater and flipping the spam voted for Obama. No, but, (laughs) but that's, that is my goal. That became difficult because now I'm trying to speak a language, uh, the language of logic. And I don't want to call it like deaf ears, but it's terrifying for individuals to look down the barrel of a logic gun. Uh, boy, there's so much I want to share with you just uh, in, in response to that. Uh, the first thing I, w- I would say is there is something beautiful about comedy that gives us permission to approach areas uh, that we wouldn't normally be able to. 
And, uh, you know, I, I applaud you for being able to recognize that and using comedy, not just as a tool to bring joy to people, which it certainly is, but also a, a, a tool to uh, share your perspective, your genuine perspective on things. And uh, maybe that uh, permeates, like you said, uh, or maybe it doesn't, because that is a piece of, of something that you don't have any control over on what people are going to do with uh, what you share. Um, which kind of brings me to the second thing that I'm reminded of as I hear you talk. And that is people are garbage <laughs> uh, across the board. Agreed. Yeah. People are terrible. And I don't mean those people. I mean, us people, mm -hmm. we're all, we all fall short. I mean, you, you know, I'm a man of faith. I mean, <laughs> and to put it in the, in that context, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God. You know, we all suck in our garbage. Um, so on that, everybody have a great time. Yeah. See you next week. No, <laughs> no, that, no. A, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> right. But there is a, there is a flip side of that. Of course, people are also incredible. You know, people are miraculous. People are amazing. It's, it's so when, when we take the time to actually appreciate the nuances of people, it's nothing short of glorious. It's, incredible uh but you gotta take the good and take the bad take them and, both and there, and there you and have an, another tv theme song <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way have i ever mentioned that sometimes i'll use humor to deflect uh, <laughs> uh i have noticed that uh only because that's what i do all the time <laughs> yeah but but anyway the, the thing that i have noticed is People will let me down. Uh, I will let me down. But people will also amaze me. Uh, people will show themselves beautiful and awesome. Uh, and I will show myself beautiful and awesome. You know, it's, we're both good and we're bad. Uh, and that's just the way it is. It would be amazing if, if we could all just take a sip of truth and realize that, and then we can move on. Because right now, we're all stuck on a facade of what we're supposed to be as people. Like, we will hold, hold a Bible and not admit to our flaws. We mm -hmm. will hold a Bible, and we will ostracize someone for doing something that I just did yesterday. So, mm -hmm. it, for That's me, fair. And it, it very fair, but I, I'm out here just watching it, and I, I, I know I'm not better than anybody. I'm just, I, I want to be able to just, nah, I don't. I was about to say I want to be able to just like stand up on uh, a crate and say, ah, I'm flawed, I'm human. I don't, because I'm not. I don't want anything out of it. I just want the realization. I want everyone to just be able to take a breath, you know, expel some gas. And just oh, take it easy, you know, oh, just because we are. And who are we fooling? It's, oh, boy. Yeah, it's uh, it's important. And actually, uh, as you know, I've gone through the 12-step uh, recovery program. And the first step in recovery is admitting that we were powerless to control our tendencies to do the wrong thing. Uh, that is admitting failure. You know, that's admitting uh, that. I don't have the ability 
to make it all right. I don't have the ability to be perfect. And it's only after that step happens that then we can dig in and, uh, um, and find the help that at least I needed uh, in, in the recovery process. That is absolutely the goal, and I am just glad to be a part of it. And I'm glad you guys are doing what you guys are doing. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Hey, Jay, I have a question for you now. I'm ready for it. Splendid. If, if someone wanted to uh, hire Jay Hunter for some comedy hmm. or wanted to get a hold of you and talk about uh, what's next, those kinds of things, what, what's the best way for someone to get a hold of young Mr. Jay Hunter? I I have those answers right for you. Uh, so uh, email uh, works perfectly. It is jhuntercomedy at iCloud.com. That's J-A-Y-H-U-N-T-E-R-C-O-M-E-D-Y. <laughs> Why am I spelling? Uh, uh, but uh, at iCloud.com. You knew, and, knew I was going to be writing it down. So it was very kind of you to spell all that for me. It would have been great if I just slowed it down, no, though. You know, you I, did. I, I was able to keep up with it just barely. Really? Just barely. When I when I was like when I was like H U N T, I was like, wait, did I spell that right? Because I don't. <laughs> I hate spelling and I hate reading. Um, <laughs> but surprise. Uh, so and then I have a website. Uh, www.jhunterexperience.com. Uh, Not spelling experience because I'm terrible at spelling it, but it is spelled correctly. <laughs> so if you know how to spell experience, you'll be able to find me at my dot com. And uh, let's see, let's That's see, let's see. Media, maybe. Yeah, Instagram it's uh, J Hunter Comedy, and Facebook is J Hunter, and Twitter does not exist yet. Also, uh, I don't know. Listen to sitting down with standups at SDWSU underscore podcast uh, for Instagram. Because the link to what we're doing is what we're doing. Um, but is that shameless? No, like no. plugging no, a podcast on a podcast? Okay, yeah. that's what that's for. That's, that's yeah. Okay, because that's that's what it's about, and it's and it's on the it's on the on the rise. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah, it's, as uh, uh, awesome. for everybody who's you know going to try and write that down, I always like to let uh, let our guests uh, spell out where to find them and things like that, and then I remind them. And don't worry, we're going to put that on the podcast website and uh, everywhere the podcast goes, those links will all follow it along to make it easy. Yeah, You guys are professionals. <laughs> That's what we do here. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for being here. It was an absolute delight uh, to have you on the show. Here, here. <laughs> and uh, we look looking forward to uh, having you having you back out there uh, performing and uh, getting a chance to do a show with you at some point in the very near future. Aaron, Brian, thank you so much for having me. This was a delight, and I really like talking in to microphones. So do we. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from course language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you. 